0: Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about getting your needs met. If you find yourself delaying or procrastinating or being afraid, to be honest with you, about asking for things to start, stop, or just change, listen to this episode. We're going to be talking about how you can communicate with yourself and then with others about things that need to be done so that you can live and work your best life. You are gonna get some really good tips coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. I'm so glad you're spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe, whatever your button that says, so that as soon as I drop another episode, you'll be able to listen to it immediately. And for those of you who have been listening faithfully for more than two, three how many episodes? So glad that you're here with me. I know that you could be at a whole bunch of other places and you're choosing to invest in yourself, invest in your well being, and more importantly, making a positive impact for your world. Because when you get better, we all get better. The Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just for entrepreneurs, it's for those of us who are passionate and thriving. And our pursuit of finding solutions and hope. So I know that there's something so special about you because you are making the time to invest in yourself. So just give yourself a big pat on the back (laughs) and know that you are on the right path. If you're interested in learning more about me, make sure that you visit me on my website, denisetlee.com, where there's articles and other resources. And obviously, you can get in contact with me. Write me at podcast at lee.com. That way, if you want to talk with me about anything, I'd love to uh, get in touch with you. All right. Let's dive into today's episode because I'm really excited about this whole idea of asking for our needs. I think for a lot of us, we know okay, it's time for us to eat, or when we get hungry, or we get tired. Oh, we need to take a nap. But for some of us, it's so hard to even recognize those basic things where we don't know when we're feeling upset, and we need someone to talk with us, or we need not someone to talk with us, but someone to step in and do something for us. And all those things were We get so on autopilot of just trying to meet it our way all the time and not really in understanding is what we need really appropriate, is what we really need something that's needed and necessary. All these things just get really fog in our brain. And what I want to do with this episode is I want to talk about four steps to understanding exactly where you are to where we want. To go, I think about like a roadmap. Every time I go and I want to go to somewhere new for my house and maps, you know, they, they will never give me directions based only on my final destination. They will only tell me directions based on the location, my starting point. Is it my home? Is it some other place? And they give me the option to ask, do I want the fastest rate? Do I want the one that avoids tolls? Do I want to avoid car crashes or whatever? The point I'm trying to make is that as we evaluate these steps of understanding our needs, I want us to have a very clear view of where we are and I want us to avoid pitfalls and understanding some of the things that can get us stumbled and out of sorts in terms of not feeling like we're truly understanding why we backtrack. I think for a lot of us, we fall into these old habits, not because we don't, we don't want to work, we don't want to succeed, it's because we don't really understand our obstacles and what has transpired to make us react in ways that do not suit our best interests. And that's what I'm hoping As we're talking that, like some light bulbs will click in your mind and go, oh man, like I didn't realize this tendency was linked to this uh, behavior or whatever that you're going through. Because I know that a large audience listens to this and you guys are all going through your own unique challenges, your own unique struggles. And I'm not going to sit here and say that my particular struggles, my particular things will match yours or vice versa. But I will say that there are some common themes that for those of us who have had a hard time saying, hey, I need this, or please don't do this, or refusing not to overwork when you already know that you've got your plate full of other things, but you feel like, well, I can just do this one more thing. And even though you know you feel overwhelmed, you feel guilted, and you don 't know exactly why this is this is the kind of kind of conversation that I want us to have because I think for so long we live in a society that says if you 're not hyper working <laughs> overworking, literally this this whole idea of burnout is more or less glamorized this hustle culture and i I want to be done with that i don 't believe that entrepreneurs like you, like myself. Are destined to be working twelve fifteen hour days with no end in sight, and feeling as if if you're not working on evenings, weekends, holidays, and all this stuff that you are not worthy, and that's not true, or I don't want us to be one of those people who never works and just totally goes and wonders why they can't get themselves into momentum why they have some inaction or why they're distracting themselves that's another form of not getting your needs met because we're not being clear about why we need to place certain importance instead of distracting ourselves with things that are trivial things that are not going to move the needle so i want to unpack i want to decode all of that and so what I like to do is, as, as I said earlier, is I have these four steps. And the first thing, as, as I think I've alluded to earlier in our, our time with one another, is we need to first understand why it's hard for us to ignore warning signs. I remember, I think I was 23, 24, I was engaged to a different man. And I remember I was visiting a friend of mine and my then fiance, that uh And her were talking with one another and they were just having this conversation where they were confusing thirst from hunger and they would often just find themselves eating and eating not really having a need to eat but in reality if they just took a sip of water that it would just take it would cure the hunger and they got their wires crossed and I remember having this conversation, a follow-up conversation with my fiance. And I said, why Why were you confused? And he said, well, there was always food in front of me. There was always things to snack on. Uh, Cookies, nuts, things were laying on the table. And he just found himself always snacking, always snacking, and never cued in his mind that what he really needed first was to tell his brain, hey, we need to hydrate because the the body was making associations between, well, I'm looking, I I need something in my body that means it must be food. But in reality, it was really just water, just liquids. And I think for a lot of us, If we have to be honest with ourselves, we have to do like a deep dive into our mind. We have made associations that are mismatched with our needs. I, to be completely honest and completely personal with you, one of the things that I struggled with um, in earlier in my life was sexual addiction. And I confused affection from a man in a sexual nature as love. And I really struggled with this idea of connecting with someone person to person as humans, humans. And I thought the only way that I could be loved was in that sexual way. But and when as I did my own work, my own trauma work, my own healing work, I realized it was because of sexual abuse issues in my family, particularly with my mother, and that my signals got crossed of what really love was. And so I expressed myself. In a way, based on how I was treated, but that's not really what I needed. I needed human connection, understanding, and it didn't have to be in a sexual way. So I want you to think about in your life, have you had your signals crossed in terms of what you believed you need, but in reality, you needed something else? I think for a lot of people, uh, they get involved in these activities where there's these causes for some social justice cause or some community cause. And on the surface, they say, because I really want to make a change. But in reality, they're afraid of not being viewed as altruistic, helpful, useful. And this is a way for people to acknowledge all the good works that they're doing. Just as another example, for a lot of us, we just have gotten into these patterns and to these things where if we were to be honest with ourselves is not connected to what we really need. It's not connected at all to what we desire. We're trying to find these shortcuts to something that is it's not long lasting, it's not something that will really benefit us. So I want you to understand that. And I'm being totally sympathetic. If you have gone through the motions, repeating certain things, and not understanding why in the world am I repeating this? Or why am I involved involved in doing this? Or why am I sabotaging? It's probably because some signal something thing got miswired and crossed. And I obviously I talk with clients one on one more about like the relating their trauma work the trauma to their behavior and trying to break those bonds because there are very strong bonds and understanding how to break free from that. If you're interested in working with me, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below if you're interested in applying and learning more about uh, working with me and understanding that. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I just wanted to say that it is understandable and it's something that you should be okay with. And saying that, Hey, look, I may not have it solved today. I don't really know what's going to happen next, but at least I understand where it's coming from. And that within itself gives you a lot of power. So just appreciate the fact that you, by even acknowledging that, are, whoa, way steps ahead than other people. Okay. Now let's move into uh, step two is rejecting bad messages is not the same. It's not equivalent to rejecting loved ones. I'll never forget um, a uh, an incident I had with a uh, a former girlfriend of my father and she was very critical when we first met each other and I was overweight. I didn't think I was obese, but I definitely was overweight. And she was very critical about my weight and said I needed to lose weight. I remember that, you know, after I lost the weight, it was was always something new. And I really thought of her as a mother figure. I didn't have any relationship with my mother at the time. And I really believed in my heart that I could be able to have some type of mother relationship. And therefore, I had to literally punish myself in terms of depriving myself food or whatever what was going on at the time in terms of like inadequacies that she saw of me. And I felt as if in order for someone to love me, in order for someone, particularly her, to, to get that care, I needed to sacrifice myself. And what I wanted to tell you is that you may have had bad messages from your family, from your dad, from your mother, from from a family member who thought that you needed to be skinnier or lose weight or fitter or whatever, like probably a laundry list. And you felt as if if I dropped that messaging that, wait a minute, instead of losing weight, maybe I can strive to be more healthier. Instead of trying to focus on being more fashionable, I can be more conscious of my appearance so I can feel good about me. Instead of thinking, I'm a piece of shit, I'm not worthy because I'm not matching up to these standards. And that's this whole attitude I want to tell you is that reject their messages is not saying that you reject their love. Because... I truly think that if people are saying something to you, anything, honestly, that shows that they care. It may be a warped sign of caring, albeit I'll just be straightforward and honest with you. Not going to say that everything that you hear from people is something that's beneficial and helpful, but I will say that they, and their own way we're trying to care. But unfortunately, we all are broken people. We all have had our own shortcomings and hang-ups and issues. And they might have come out messages that they got from somebody else. We don't know. Most likely that's what happened. And instead of saying it in a way that was caring and gentle and loving, it said they were said in a way that was built on their own unresolved issues. And I want to say that you can reject those messages of self care and nurturing and listening to your needs doesn't necessarily mean that you reject the love that they have for you. I was talking with my husband uh, about uh, when he was when he came from uh, Hong Kong to the United States, and one of the things that his mother would always insist that he would do was just constantly eat he was eating to the point he was literally obese and he throughout his childhood from age about eight to, I think even 21, he was overweight, and his mother would just keep on encouraging her, him to eat. And the reason behind that was because she was literally in the aftermath of the Chinese Cultural Revolution where there was starvation in, in the family. Literally, people were only eating literally a, a bowl of rice a day that and, and maybe some onions or whatever to flavor, but that was it. And from her his mother's standpoint, it was a good thing that he was plump. He was fed. He was not being anyway deprived for nutrition. But unfortunately, that was based on antiquated ideas that were no longer relevant in the country that they were living in, but she still kept that belief and unfortunately was causing my husband to adopt unhealthy eating patterns based on the guidance that she thought was helpful at the time. So he needed to reject her messages about eating because it wasn't helpful, even though he knew that she was trying to be helpful. Do you understand what I'm trying to say as I'm saying this to you? That I want you to be able to separate the person from the message. And that doesn't mean that you don't love them any less, right? it just means that you are understanding how you need to be taken care of. And then for a lot of us, we have to maybe have some conversations where we say, obviously, the most ideal is literally expressing how we're talking right now. Hey, look, I understand that you have these messages that were brought up from your own circumstances, your own childhood or whatever, but this is actually harmful to me. I wish you would stop. Or you know what? The other other approach is literally changing the subject or not even bringing the subject up at all. That's another way to deal with it. No, for a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are in this recovery, this transformation, this personal development work, they may speak on terms and ways that are foreign to other people because they haven't invested the time that you have into this type of self-discovery. But understand that they may not understand the message, but that doesn't stop you from giving the message in a way where you're being honest with yourself. Because I think for a lot of us, for a long period of time, we were lying to ourselves about our needs, lying to ourselves about what worked well for us. But now is the time for us to break free from those old molds, those old ways of being and understanding that you deserved your voice to be heard. You deserve to communicate what you need and why you need it, okay? Now, let's move on to number three. My step three is create and fortify your emotional boundaries. A couple of days ago, I was watching some travel vlogs on uh, YouTube, and I was particularly interested. They were talking about Sicily, and Sicily is a very interesting place. It's kind of like this island south of Italy. It's still part of Italy, but it's a little self-enclosed area, and they were talking about their their history of being invaded and conquered by the Romans and the the Arabs and then, you know, all these other civilizations and whatnot. And I'm looking at some of the castles and they had all these castles that built up and they were constantly having to repair to fortify and protect their cities from invaders. And I think to ourselves that as we are developing this desire to be clear about our needs, we need to create and fortify our own emotional boundaries. Okay. What I'm saying to you is what are we doing to ensure that when people say things that are contrary to what we believe is right, what we our needs, maybe, maybe we don't need to be working on this project that is going to suck away time with our family and friends when we should be doing this other project will events our business. As an example, what do we do? When we're in a situation when people are coming with their own self-motivated interests and trying to drag you into it, and you're not really clear about who you want, what you need, but you want approval, that's time for us to fortify our boundaries. And this is the time for us to ask ourselves, is this really needed? Is this necessary? Is this something that is going to help me in the long run? Is this something that I believe into? Is this something that is called to me? Or am I just doing this because I'm f- afraid of not having approval, or accolade or whatever? Or am I doing this based on shame? Or am I doing this on guilt? This is the whole conversation that I'm having with you about boundaries, because for a lot of us, we have poor to non-existent emotional boundaries. And for those of you who don't really understand boundaries, boundaries are basically understanding where you End in terms of what you can do, how you respond, how you react, what you will surround yourself with, what you will tolerate from what people will say to you, versus what another person begins, what they, what their needs, what their expectations, are. and there's this kind of bridge where you understand where. You can meet someone, but still respect yourself, and then they can meet you, but they have their own boundaries of what they can do and provide and say and, and what they will tolerate. And for a lot of us, if we came from environments where those there was really no clear roles about who we were and our autonomy. We found ourselves enmeshment. And when I say enmeshment, where we really don't even really have understanding about what we really need versus what we've been told that we need. I hear this a lot in women who have suffered or battered with syndrome, but this can also happen to men. If You guys are listening if you had a situation where there was someone male or female in your home home that was dominating and controlling and and you, you just felt as if slowly, bit by bit, your rights were being dissolved. Your voice was never heard. Your voice was moreover deemed not even relevant and that can bring up a lot of painful memories because then you have to understand yourself and the sense of who was I really was I really defined by my own standards or by what other people told me that I should be and I just want to let you know that it's okay if you came from that place and knowing that bit by bit even though those people they may be still alive they may still be around you they were probably communicating based on their own brokenness but you have to be really clear about what you want to do. And that actually brings me to this, the last point is number four is being clear about what you want. And what I mean that is what you want specifically, time, date, when, and how do you want it done? Do you want it done for this particular person? Do you want it to be done a little long term, but another particular manner? I remember I was talking with my husband the other day and he was telling me that he drives like a half an hour outside his area by car. to go to this particular dentist, even though there's other dentists nearby. And he's the reason why I go to this particular dentist is because he does an excellent cleaning. He has excellent customer service. There's no hygienists, He does all the work. And my my teeth has been in excellent condition. So he's willing to go out of his way to go to this particular dentist because he knows that it's going to be a job well done. He has built loyalty and there's trust and understanding of uh, uh, dentists, patient you know all that other stuff and for a lot of us we have been stuck in situations where people where, where our knees aren't getting met we're not feeling satisfied have you ever felt like as if you know you go and you order some food and you're tasting the food is rather bland or maybe it's too spicy or it's just not right and the waiter comes to you and says hey how's everything going and you and you smile and you say it's going well and even though you're truly not enjoying that asparagus or that chicken or whatever that's on your plate. You know those experiences. I've been there. And the reason why we hesitate and we don't tell people is because we feel like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be inconvenienced. I don't, this guy is probably busy with other things that's going on. I don't have to show up again. Well, look, here's the thing. You're paying for this meal, right? He's being paid for his time. It's not an inconvenience. He wouldn't ask it unless he could try to accommodate you, right? But I think for a lot of us, we have just been trained to not make a fuss, not say anything, not bring up anything because we are afraid of those same feelings of being reprimanded or accused of being disrespectful, all this other stuff. And it's not relevant. It's not applicable to your current situation as an adult, right? And I want you to understand that asking for your rights and being clear about your needs and, and, and making that connection and saying, Hey, look, I I don't want to do this, I'm not involved. And sometimes you don't even need to explain yourself. Okay. You don't even need to justify what you're doing. As an adult with free will, you make the you call the shots. Okay. Now let's recap everything that we've talked about because I really want to make sure that as you're listening, you can walk away with just a clear roadmap again about what where you are right now to where you want to be, and number one is understanding why it 's hard for us to ignore the warning time that I mentioned from pre- previous childhood issues or perhaps you gave your an environment where there was lack of food or lack of resources and you had to get, get by, but that scarcity mindset of little availability of resources still stuck with you, even though it's old and antiquated and not applicable to your current lifestyle okay number two is reject. To rejecting bad medicine, messages <laughs> isn't the same as rejecting loved ones. I think for a lot of us, we have equated, well, they, they love me and they care about me. Therefore, I I can't reject their message. And no, those are two th- separate things. You could have someone that you love can open their mouth and say garbage out of their mouth. That doesn't mean that you don't love them any, le- any, any less. It just means that you have to have discernment and wisdom as to what advice that you take and versus discard, okay? number three is create and fortify your emotional boundaries. I want you to erect that wall, build it, fortify, secure it, put mortar around the bricks, you know, make sure that there's nothing, no leaks, uh, Coming out. And one of the ways is that we always make sure that we recognize when we're hungry, we're angry, we're lonely, we're tired, recognizing those moments where we need to take a rest, recognizing those moments where we need to take a step back and maybe take a breath. We have our right, we have a responsibility to ensure that our well being is being respected. Even if no one chooses to respect it for us, we can either remove ourselves or put ourselves in new situations in order for our needs to be met. Okay. And lastly, number four is be clear about what you want. I think for a lot of us, we have just assumed what we want is what other people tell us, but that's not necessarily our road to take. I want you to understand what you need and be clear and unapologetic. Now is a time like to be clear and you don't even have to explain it if you need to make a shift. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this conversation was really helpful. If you've really been enjoying this, make sure that you share this podcast with somebody else. That way we can grow this community. And lastly, if you have any questions or wish to get in contact with me, you can write me at podcast at Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.